Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft podcast episode today. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I am elated to have this conversation today on how negativity is contagious. You know, you hear people say sometimes, you know, misery loves company. No, that's a myth. Misery loves miserable company, and this is how it works. So here's the thing. Complaining is contagious. And, you know, if you hear somebody just whining, like I'm thinking on the, uh, you know, Schultz uh, Peanuts, the cartoons, Peanuts, you hear that adult voice in the in the cartoon going wah, 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 right? That is what complaining honestly sounds like to me. When somebody's complaining around me and what, once you're kind of on this path, you know, with uh, to positivity, with positivity, surrounding yourself with positivity, you become sort of hypersensitive to it in a way, or maybe not, that's not the right way to say it, but hyper aware of it. That's the better way to say it. Hyper aware of it. Cause it's not get sensitive. Like it, we just don't, we repel it and ignore it and kind of just, you know, stay out of the, stay out of the path to it or yield to it. Maybe that's the best way to say it, but those on, on the positivity track, are definitely um, become very mo- much more aware of negativity and and not and less apt to, you know, bite the hook and jump on the train, the negativity train, because we just don't have any interest in that. And you know, there's a a, a, a comedian named Loretta LaRoche, and she's from I think Brooklyn, New York, and I love her. This just hearing her accent is like a warm blanket and a cup of hot cocoa. But when she talks about, she does. She's hysterical and she talks about positivity and, and stress and all things kind of well-being. When she talks about the whiners and complainers, she's hysterical. So she'll imitate somebody in the workplace saying, oh, no, it's raining again. It's my day off. How come it always rains on my day off? And she says it's like there's a, like the clouds formed a conspiracy and, the, and they all decide to rain on your day off. And the thing is. I mean, she's so funny. The thing is, is that, is that people, when they're surrounded by this, they take it on themselves. So I like to say it's like noise pollution or it's like secondhand smoke. Like, you know, if somebody wants to smoke and take all the toxins into their lungs, go right ahead. That's your prerogative. However, I don't want to breathe the smoke. I don't want that smoke anywhere near me or, or, or my kids, right. Or my husband or anything else. He's just go and smoke way out there in a corner, you know, downwind for me because I don't want it in my lungs. Well, I feel the same way when people are spewing negativity, they're complaining. They're also gossiping. That's another one. Gossiping is just a horrible train to jump on. It can be so easy to, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear people taking other people down. I don't want to hear whining, complaining in general, just say no to negativity. So here are a couple of other uh, negativity, not so fun facts. Negativity can also increase our aggression. You know, we and we can be like a microaggress. I mean, like lots of swearing doesn't have to mean that you know, uh, you know, something huge. But it's it's still it's aggressive. It does. It's not good for our relationships. We also know that uh, negativity can contribute to long term stress, for sure. And I think we all know about the dis dash ease. That comes from long-term stress. Long-term stress can actually play a role in the causation of some major diseases and just being dis-ease in general. You know, it pummels the immune system. 
Long-term stress also affects the hippocampus, which is part of the, of the limbic system, involved with memory and learning. And, uh, and that, of course, is affected by the stress hormone cortisol. Negativity, another thing about negativity is it obviously plays a huge role in pessimism. And pessimism, we know, is a straight path to depression. And obviously, depression is more complicated than that, though remove the pessimism and there's that's a big huge gaping chunk out of depression pessimism is a straight path to depression because it's all about the thinking the distorted thinking and for the pessimist everything is pervasive permanent and personal or personal pervasive and permanent you know it's kind of like the clouds example i gave you with loretta laroche you know, it's at the clouds of a conspiracy against it's, you know, it's my day off and how, you know, all kind of things like that. And that it's permanent, that there's no way out. Right. And so negativity is nothing that should be taken lightly. Right. Negativity can also um, exacerbate loneliness, which is currently at reached epidemic levels in the United States. At least it's right up there with currently with heart disease, obesity, and smoking as a leading cause of death. So this whole thing with, you know, the negative Nellies, we can make jokes about the negative Nellies. Oh, she's whining all the time. Oh, she's complaining all the time. It's really got to kind of take it a little bit more seriously than that and, and figure out a way to get out of the path of it, get out of the path of it, yield to it, ignore it, move away from it, step back from it. Because the fact is, negativity is contagious and corrodes. It corrodes whatever's in its path like battery acid. It can corrode somebody's life minutes, which affects their whole day and then affects weeks and affects, you know, it's bad. That's it. Negativity is bad. And so I want to do a shout out to Jay Shetty. He's one of my new teachers. You know, I talk about Wayne Dyer, my dear friend Oprah a lot, and Brene Brown and Loretta LaRoche has talked about her. Maya Angelou is another one I, I, that I, I adore. And I've got a bunch of them. And Jay Shetty is kind of new to me. And I've really enjoyed his podcast. He's also written a book called Think Like a Monk that I've been immersed in. And so I got to give a shout out to him for inspiring me. I'm, I'm already kind of onto the whole, you know, positive psychology thing, obviously, though. In his book, he, he's, which is excellent, highly recommend it. He talks about types of negative people which is really cool. So um, he, he, he says that negative behaviors surround us so constantly that we can grow accustomed to them. So here's, here's I'm going to just rattle these off. Types of negative people. He said there are the complainers, like the friend on the phone who complain endlessly without looking for solutions. Life is a problem that will be hard, if not impossible, to solve. I just, I, I definitely have got a force field up with this crew. And just to do a disclaimer, which I think is relatively obvious, but we're not talking about when, you know, your partner, your best friend, maybe that's the same person, your your children, family member, friend, whatever, are having an authentic heartache, you know, need you to listen. That's not the same thing. We're talking about the whiners and complainers. And, and like Jay just said with the complainers, they're usually not looking for a solution. They're just an automatic pilot rambling away and spewing toxicity into the atmosphere. You know, again, like secondhand smoke. And then he talks about, let me see, one, two, three, there's, looks like he has seven of them here. Okay, the first one is the complainers. The second one is the cancelers, who take a compliment and spin it. You look good today becomes, you mean I look bad yesterday? And oh my gosh, I, I actually had an experience with a person like this. I didn't really know her super well. 
she was in this, uh, she was a, a mom in the elementary school when our kids were there, you know, two decades ago. And I, I said something basic, like, how are you? And her response was, what do you mean financially? Or it was just so off track. And I, I was, I remember processing this with another friend later. I didn't even know her that well, really. I just, I think our kids were together just in the school. I don't know. Uh, but I brought, bounced off his friend. I said, was it just me or is that really odd? And then she said more than that. It was, all it was, was how are you? Like that basic. And she turned that into this whole, like we almost, where there's no way to sidestep out of it. So I just stopped talking. Um, giving that, like he uses the example of you look bad, you look good today means, oh, I must've looked bad yesterday. Instead of just, you know, accepting and feeling that goodness that the person is saying something nice. The third type of negative person he calls a casualty. These are those who think the world is against them and blame their problems on others. I think we've all met that person. You know, like everything's a conspiracy, kind of like the cloud conspiracy of the whole world against them and blaming other people. And of course, the blame shame game is a way to dodge accountability, which helps no one. Um, and then Jay says the fourth one is the critics. He talks about the critics are those who judge others for either having a different opinion or not, or not having one for any choices they've made that are different from what the critic would have done. So this is the judger, basically, right? The person who's just judging. And really, obviously, when somebody judges, it says zero about the person they're judging or the judgee and every, everything about the judger or the, or the critic. And then the fifth one, the commanders, those are who, those are those who realize are the negative Nellies who realize their own limits, but pressure others to succeed. They'll say, you never have time for me, even though they're busy as well. I, we don't, don't we know those people too? It's kind of like if I called the poker bluff, you wouldn't know what to do because you wouldn't have any room in your schedule either. But that's just, they just have to let you know that. Number six is the competitors. These are the negative Nellies who compare compare themselves to others, controlling and manipulating to make themselves or their choices look better. They're in so much pain that they want to bring others down. Often we have to play down our successes around these people because we know they can't appreciate them. I think we know people like this too. I, I know that I've, I wouldn't say I've met a lot of them in my life, but I definitely, I've definitely met some. And I, I have a memory of being, I don't know if I was aware as like I am right now reading this book and doing this podcast, but I have a memory of being aware on some level to play down whatever it was, was going on with me that was good because it wouldn't be well received or they would get jealous or envious or something like that. It was just instinctively knew to just keep a lid on it, which is a drag, you know, because your friends want you to rise a true authentic, the authentics want you to rise no matter what. And they're behind you. They support you. They're, they're elated when they hear things are going, you know, well for you, the competitor, this type of negative Nelly, not so much. And then lastly, uh, the controllers who monitor and try to direct how their friends or partners spend time and with whom and what choices they make. Now, this is, these are negative Nellies, but this is a, like, this one is a definitely a bigger problem because the need, the, you know, the, the huge need for control can be indicative of lots of issues, you know, especially if it accompanies rage and it could even be uh, part of some narcissism going on. But uh, we, anyway, the controllers who monitor and try to monitor and try to direct how their friends or partners spend time with whom and the choices they make. Yikes. So those are the seven types of negative Nellies 
that uh, Jay Shetty discusses and give those some thought and, and, and maybe be a little bit more aware of these, um, you know, types of people. And of course, and, and Jay encouraged us to go, go ahead and have fun trying to see if you know anybody in these, that checks any of these boxes here. When we put people in, you know, in these box types, um, it, it also can help us to be aware for ourselves, you know, as far as how to manage each type, especially if you want to, you know, continue to have them in your life and everything. It just means that you might just need to handle them better, the time that you spend with them a little differently. And then there's some ways to deal with these people. We talked earlier in an earlier episode, if that was this morning or not, it's all kind of blending together in the lovely summer. But one way to, to handle you know, life in general with the different people in our lives is to be, get good at, work at becoming good at, becoming an objective observer, you know, to take a step back. That's what it was. We're talking about react. It's rather, rather than reacting, take a step back, breathe, and try to look as an objective observer what this behavior was. And it doesn't mean that person gets a pass. We're not saying that. However, when we can understand it by taking a step back of, you know, why they may have done whatever, even if, even if it was snarkier nasty or, you know, blatant maltreatment or whatever, at least understanding helps us because the, if someone's hurting you, they're hurting themselves. That's how it works. And, and they're, and they're, they're kind of spilling out onto us. So again, it doesn't give them a pass. However, it does help us to understand and also to let some air out of the balloon, I think. And then of course, you know, there's the obvious, maybe not obvious, but uh, very Buddhist way to handle things, which is to detach. And it doesn't mean, again, we give anybody a pass. It means we can detach with love. It just means that we're not, when we're not attached to the behavior anymore. And it also what goes along with this, which uh, a shout out would go to Dom Miguel Ruiz, which is not to take anything personally, anything. And 98 plus percent of what anybody says or does is about them. Even if they're using our name, they're using circumstances, it's all coming through a filter from their upbringing, what birth order they were, whatever's happened in their own lives, their mental health issues, what kind of a day they had, whether they're hungry, whether they're tired, whether they're angry, whether they're sick. It goes with this huge filter. And none of it, almost next to none, next to zilch, has to do with us. And that is very important to remember as well. And then Jay has this 2575 rule, which I really like. And I think in positive psychology, it's it's actually five to one ratio with um, events in your day, five, five positive ones to sort of cancel out a negative one. I got to look that up, but I'm pretty sure it's five to one. Anyway, Jace has a similar idea with a three to one ratio with negative Nelly. So if you have one negative Nelly in your life or in your day, either way, to kind of make sure you have three uplifting people, three positive vibes, three really good vibes to help cancel out that one negative Nelly. And then obviously um, we can decide how much, you know, how many of our life minutes we want to devote to this person. And I've done a thing on that before in a different, different episode about creating a budget for our life minutes anyway. So if somebody you want to still keep them in there in your life, maybe they're even a sibling or a partner, but they got a little bit of a moody negative side to them. Um, you just, you have to kind of part, you know, partition out what times of day or how much time in general, to spend with them and then um, make sure that you are the rest of the time surrounding yourself with 
good vibes who are uplifting you and recharging you and and um, really all about helping you to rise. Okay, Minecrafters, so that is basically it. Negativity in a nutshell and how to yield to it. Sometimes back up from it, sometimes ignore it, but no matter what, we don't want to digest it. It's contagious and it corrodes our life minutes, which means it corrodes our life. Don't take it in like secondhand smoke. That's it. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful uh, northern Vermont. Have a mindful, very positive day. <laughs>